Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here this morning. This show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the past number of days before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, overall, it was a pretty uneventful weekend, at least in the Cotterell household. Um, Unfortunately, my wife has bronchitis right now, so it's tough to really do a whole heck of a lot this weekend, but prayers to her. Hope she heals up really soon. Now, rather unfortunate that it's also snowed here in April in Saskatchewan. Doesn't look like it's getting any warmer for the next number of days either, so this weather really needs to change as the golf courses need to open soon, and I think I'm partially to blame with the ice-cold plays that I've been giving out recently, but Betting-wise, cold Saturday, but Sunday we got back on track. I was also following WrestleMania all weekend, which looked like one of the better ones of all time. So that was exciting times as well. But with that, we want to start getting into today's. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to Bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com today to make an account use code shooters at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge now let's get back to the show so overall, as I said, it was a nice cold Saturday for the host. One in five on Saturday. And uh, this is a live look of me Saturday evening. But luckily, we did get back on track yesterday. Now, it all started with our PGA bets as Ricky Fowler Unfortunately, he didn't take the W this past weekend, but not an awful week for him. He did go six under the final day to get it back into contention at the very least. But it was all about Corey Connors, the Canadian who won outright in Texas. This was the Canucks' second win there. Now, luckily, we had him top 20. Wish I had more faith in him. Would have taken him top 10. And then Chris Kirk, T10 as well. And we had him as a top 20 finisher. So two in one week for PGA. And then the Kings in the NHL last night put three units on them beating the Canucks. And they won relatively easily. So we can at least play video for this one because it was a positive. Cut the check. Boom. Cut the check. Cut the check. All the beers are on me. Where we going? Where we going? So overall, we're back on track. We're ready to get going. And so let's start with what happened this weekend from a headlines perspective. Now, women's basketball actually dominated the headlines all weekend. And it started on Friday with Iowa winning 
against South Carolina. Caitlin Clark with a phenomenal game. And then LSU getting to the final as well. And then LSU goes on and wins it all yesterday. And they put up over 100 points in the final. Huge day for them. And so overall, I think that women's basketball has never been in a better spot. I mean, we saw Alia Boston. She's headed to the league as well. Um, great national title game. Um, but Clark and, and Angel Reese yesterday, the, the back and forth that they had, um, especially Reese with all of the taunting that she had, it was great to see, honestly. And everyone's going to get upset because of the, oh, putting the ring in her face and, and people will try and call it classless. Well, Clark did the same thing earlier in the tournament. And I think that this is just phenomenal for the women's game. It was There were so many eyes on this tournament all weekend long. And that's what we want. We want to start having more people watching the women's game. And I hope that translate now into the pros as well. WNBA is coming off a phenomenal season. And now there's teams that have loaded up this year. We've got a couple of super teams in the WNBA. Uh, you've got great young players like Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Ionescu, Aja Wilson. Um, then you've got even some of the older players. You've got uh, Candace Parker. You've still got legends like Diana Taurasi in the game. And so I hope that this translates into an even more exciting WNBA season as well because the women's game is a great product. If you're a, a watcher of this show, you know that we always get WNBA League Pass every year. Um, Vegas Aces fans before they won the title, uh, not just because they loaded up getting Parker this year, but I'm just really excited for the women's game. I think it's in a great spot, and we're going to see that translate into more fans moving forward. Now, speaking of the men's game, the NBA did come to a new CBA. And so going ahead, it looks like there's going to be this in-season tournament that they've been mulling over, 500000 to each winning player. Um, I think that this is going to incentivize a lot of these younger guys a lot more than some of these guys making 40 or $50 million a year. But they also put in some provisions around individual contracts that you must play 65 games to be eligible for these top individual awards. That should have always been the case. Um, the fact that they're just now having this in there, I think is pretty crazy. Um, 65 games even feels a little bit light, but given that we are in the era of resting guys, then I understand why we're at that 65 number. Now, max contract value appears to be going up as well. That should be no surprise. It is a star-driven league, so stars are going to go ahead and get paid. They're also adding a third two-way contract available to teams, so this means that they can have up to 18 players on a roster. I think that's great. just creates more of an opportunity for more young guys to have spots on these rosters. And then also a sexing luxury tax level. Now, this is going to keep the top teams from using that mid-level exception, which I think they're more so doing this because they want to see the league be a lot more competitive across the board, not just have a guy go mid-level that should be getting paid from one of these maybe lesser teams in the league. So I think that they're doing this from a competitiveness standpoint. We won't be seeing the high school players straight to the NBA. I think this is also good with the way that NIL has worked, worked out now, where players can make money in college, and that's what we've ultimately wanted. A lot of people have for the last decade or so. So I think the CBA, it was reached uh, – very well. I think that this is a good CBA for both sides, and I think that uh, it's just going to lead to the NBA continuing to grow. Uh, it is the second biggest sport in the United States, and I think that it's going to continue to expand worldwide as well. And then also Zach Eady won the Naismith Men's Player of the Year Award, the Toronto-born center. He got all but one, all but one of the 58 votes that were cast. 
shout out to Zach Eady. Now, I will say, pretty underwhelming college basketball season from a player perspective. We didn't have a lot of those star guys outside of an Eady or Brandon Miller this year. But Eady finished with 22 points, just shy of 13 rebounds, and over two blocks per game, despite the fact that Purdue got bounced early in the tournament. And then lastly, Chelsea, they fired their manager, as did Leicester. So a lot of manager firings in the EPL, especially recently. Um, I think that it's the right decision for them. Chelsea has slipped to 11th in the table. Um, It feels like they're becoming the next Manchester United. Plenty of talent, but they can't really pull it all together. Um, What's surprising is that they're fourth least goals against this year in the league, but they just can't score. They've only scored 29 goals through 28 games. So it's the right move. Um, I think that it's the same for Leicester. They sit 18th in the standings. This is a disgrace from a talent perspective. They have too much talent in Leicester to be that far down the table. But the nice part for them is that they're only three points back of 13th. That's how tight it is at the bottom in the EPL this year. But with that, let's head over. Let's chat about the games that are happening today. Uh, A decent amount of games happening. No NBA, but we got some MLB. The national title is today. Some EPL and some NHL as well. All right, so first game on the slate, Everton and Tottenham in the EPL. Now, Everton, they're plus 230 at home today, taking on Tottenham at plus 125. Now, Everton have not lost in their last three games. They've got a couple draws and a victory over that stretch, whereas Tottenham, they've won three of their last four, or three of their last five, mixing a draw there as well, and just the lone loss. Now, Everton sit... Uh, 19th in the standings versus fifth place Tottenham. So I'm intrigued by this game, mostly because I feel like Tottenham really need this. Um, I had to temper not betting this game. I know that Tottenham's plus money and it's intriguing, but given the Conte situation and the fact that he is no longer there, it had me doubting whether or not I wanted to go the Tottenham route today. Um, I think you'll see a lot of tickets here on Tottenham, despite the fact they're on the road. Everton are still not a great side, but they're kind of like Leicester. There's, there should be too much talent there that they're in the bottom three, but they find themselves there. So given the surprising results over the weekend in the EPL, I wouldn't bet this game. Um, it feels like coming off the international break, some teams are sluggish, and I get a little bit concerned that Tottenham might be one of those teams. Now, NHL-wise, three games happening there today. Uh, Vegas and Minnesota is the first one. Minus 135 Minnesota is at home. Looks like it's going to be Jonathan Quick for the Golden Knights and then Gustafson for the Wild. Um, And both teams come in playing relatively well. Minnesota's won six of their last 10 and Vegas have won seven of their last 10. Now, what's tough about picking this game as well is that Vegas, they're better away from home and Minnesota are very solid at home. So it really is a pick them here. I know that Minnesota's getting the juice at minus 135, but I feel like this could be a potential playoff matchup down the road. I would play Vegas strictly because it's plus money, but I'm not going to give it out as a show play. Um, That would just strictly be off instinct that they're going to pick up the win on the road. And then the other one that we wanted to highlight, the third game is going to be in one of our plays of the day, Arizona and Seattle. Seattle is minus 310 for this game. So pretty juice line there. And once again, we find ourselves looking at an Arizona uh, betting line and wondering should we play it now it looks like veg milk is going for the yotes and grubauer going for seattle but another day of can x team blow out arizona and that makes it hard for me to bet on it yes they've lost seven in a row 
but they've also had four one goal games over that stretch. So do you have enough confidence to go and bet a puck line here? Now, Seattle, they also have been fairly average recently. So I would say avoid this one, especially on the puck line side. It's even juice to play the puck line there. But if you could get in regulation at an okay number, maybe you get a money line and a parlay, then you go Seattle. But I just wouldn't trust myself to play a puck line today. Um, minus 320, as I said, and the minus one and a half is minus 120 for Seattle. Now, no NBA t- today, but MLB-wise, there's a lot of games happening. I want to highlight a few of them at the very least. Starting with that Mets and Brewers game where you've got the Brew Crew, they are minus 125 at home for this game. Looks like we're getting Carrasco and Peralta as the pitching matchup. Over-under sits at 7.5. Now, both teams out to a good start. Mets are 3-1, and one, Milwaukee 2-1. and one. Um, I'm sure that you're going to see a lot of Mets plus money tickets here, not just because it's New York, but because of the hot start. I would hop on that wagon, um, especially given that, yes, the Brewers are 2-1, and one, but their bats still have been cold. They've only averaged five hits per game so far. I don't think that's going to be enough to knock off the Mets today. So I'm going to stay away from this game, but I think if you play it, you got to play the Mets on the plus money. You also got the Phillies and the Yankees. The Yankees are minus 175 here, so fairly juiced line, but not too surprising when you've got Tayon Walker taking on Nestor Cortez. Phillies are also winless to start the year. They're 0-3 versus a 2-1 Yankees team. Now, not the start the Phillies wanted, um, but it's still a, a good group here, and Walker is a solid pitcher. Um, the thing that I like about this game is Phillies plus one and a half, you can get at minus 145. So a little bit juice, but if you're worried that the Phillies will keep it close, they just might not win, then you can get them at a number that you can actually play. So I think that's some nice value on Phillies plus one and a half. Baltimore and Texas, the Rangers are minus 140, and it looks like we're getting Braddish for the Orioles and Gray for the Rangers. Now the Rangers are undefeated. They look like they upgraded big time this offseason. Orioles went one and two versus Boston, which as a Red Sox fan, I know that's not good if you're losing a series to us right now. So I would lean gray at home pitching wise. Um, Texas at minus 140, it's definitely a playable number. So long as this number holds throughout the day, then it's one that I might look at a little bit later on. Um, I even said minus 140, it's down to minus 135. So even better there if you like the Rangers. And then to cap it off is the Angels taking on Seattle. Seattle's minus 145. Looks like we're getting Reed Detmers going for the Angels and George Kirby for Seattle. Now the Angels started 2-1, and one, good start to the year for them. But the Mariners, a team that people felt like were going to make the playoffs that they upgraded, they're out to a slow start at 1-3. and three. So I do like the pitching matchup here for Seattle quite a bit more. Feels like a get-right spot at home for them after the tough start. And so I think if you're going to play anything here, you got to play the Mariners minus 145. And then to cap things off for the show, as far as games go, NCAA Finals tonight. Now, I don't know how many people had San Diego State versus UConn in the final. I think it was just over a 1,000 brackets had this exact final. And I honestly want the Aztecs in the worst way. My boy Dakuchi bets that you can follow on Twitter. He holds an over 100 to 1 ticket on San Diego State to win it all. So I'm going to be an Aztecs fan all night. But UConn has rolled everyone in this tournament. They're 5-0 and against the spread. So when I look at minus 7.5, it seems steep, but it feels like a number that they could certainly cover. Now, 
San Diego State has surprised the entire tournament. They knocked off teams like Alabama to get here. My worry is if UConn gets up early, I don't think San Diego State can recover in this game. I cannot get myself to bet a side in this game. I really want to bet the Aztecs plus seven and a half. I even want to take the money line outright so I can celebrate with my boy if they go on and win this game. But I'm not going to put it as an official show play today. I certainly hope that you tune into this game tonight. I think it's going to be very entertaining. 132 and a half, I really want to take the over there. But I feel like if it's San Diego State like I want it to be, then they're going to have to go under if they're going to want a chance at winning this game. So stay away from this game. If you like UConn because of the 5-0 against the spread, I don't blame you. If you feel like it's too many points, I don't blame you on the San Diego State side. But I'll be watching. Should be an entertaining final. Not the one we expected, but it'll certainly be a good one to watch this evening. Now let's head over to our last call pick segment. We'll give you our two betting plays for today. We're going less plays, but more units. The Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products like their dill pickle vodka, regular vodka, and sweet tea vodka as well as well as their old-fashioned, a lot of great products, support local, and go ahead and support Last Mountain Distillery. So with that, we got two plays for you here today. As I said, less plays but more value, so let's give you our two for today. I'm taking the Twins money line against the Marlins at minus 120, and this is a one-and-a-half unit play. Now, the Twins have won three of their last five head-to-head dating back to last season. Minnesota have also started better than Miami have, Miami doesn't have a lot here. If it's not Sandy pitching, then it feels like you should be on the fade Marlins train all year long. And so I'm going to do that today. I really like this pitching matchup for them. When you've got Coito on the other side, um, yeah, if this was five years ago, I might be a little bit more concerned about this one. But I like Tyler Mall a lot more. So give me the Twins money line at minus 120. And then I'm also going to play the Dallas Stars in regulation versus the Predators at minus 119 for two units today. The Stars are eighth in the league versus away teams road defense. They've won three of the last head-to-head games between uh, these two. And I just think that Ottinger is much better this year than Saros. I love the value. I think the Stars get it done tonight, and they get it done handily. So give me the Stars in regulation for a couple units. But appreciate everyone who tunes into the show every day. Um, go support us on our Substack. Subscribe there. Follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. We really appreciate you all, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.